Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, a wellness company that mixes shrooms and adaptogens with coffee, cacao, latte, protein powder, and edible skincare. Did you know that 64% of Americans drink coffee daily, myself included? You can support the podcast by supporting Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee has half the caffeine of regular coffee, but it's truly magical. I drink it during the day because I love drinking coffee during the day, but I don't want the caffeine hit. So I love these products. And there's also a really awesome one that you can take at night. The little box has like little Z's on the box. So it really helps you sleep. Claire, have you tried that one yet? It's really, really good. But I like I like ones that like have like a hot chocolate taste to it. Like I, I like a little chocolate. It's so good. It is delish. Yeah, I love it. It's just like a great alternative to coffee. And I know that you guys will be shocked by this information. I don't like tea. You I don't? Like like, <laughs> oh my know. God, don't tell John Hay. I know, I can't. I like, I'm going to be booted out of my family. I just, I feel like I've like over my, I've reached my lifetime limit of tea. Like once in a blue moon, I will drink tea. So this I like because it's a little bit thicker than tea. I don't know, tea to me, it just tastes like, you know, hot leaf water. Like it's not... <laughs> It doesn't have enough flavor. Okay. So I really like the Four Sigmatic because it like, sometimes I want a hot drink, but it's too late to drink coffee. And so I can have Four Sigmatic, which I love. Yes. All right. So you can support the podcast by supporting Four Sigmatic. And of course, they have a special offer for the Joy and Claire podcast audience. You can receive 15% off your Four Sigmatic order. Just go to foursigmatic.com forward slash joy or enter code joy at checkout. That's Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R. S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash joy to receive 15% off your order. All right. How are we doing in the new year? It's 2020. Hello. Here we are. Um, I brought this cold into the new year with me. I thought it was going to go away. Awesome. And I was like, yesterday or two days ago, I was feeling good. And then all of a sudden, it just came back around. Here we are. That that's I know. Right. I'm still... I, I, I feel so bad because recording is like the worst when you're sinuses or your voice doesn't sound good. The poor listeners are probably like, oh my gosh, you guys sound really bad. Stop having a frog in your throat. But you know what? Rain or shine, we're here to record for you guys. Like we want to be the podcasters that will show up for you every single week. We're hustling. (laughs) Just kidding. I hate that word. (laughs) But happy new year. I hope everyone had a great new year's eve. The best, best validation I think I could ever receive was when I did like a little poll, or I think you did a poll, one of us did a poll about New Year's Eve of what you're doing for New Year's Eve. And almost every single person responded like, oh, I'm just going to hang out with my dog or, you know, go see a quick movie, or I'm just going to make dinner and we're going to eat and we're going to go to bed by nine. And I was just like, yes, I am with everyone in this group of, of Joy and Claire listeners. We live the same lives. And I felt very validated because Scott and I went and saw an early movie and then we were in bed by nine. And it was great. And JT slept in the middle of us because he's not a fan of fireworks. And we knew that there would be fireworks in the neighborhood. And of course, like right at midnight, fireworks went off. And so we were like just petting him. And then <laughs> Scott and I just like rolled over and we're like, Happy New Year. Good night. <laughs> yeah. Brandon was on call on New Year's Eve and he shockingly did not get called in, but we were convinced he was going to get called in because he works in the OR. Right. And so, yeah. And so the OR didn't have any scheduled surgeries, but we're like, somebody is like going to be a drunk idiot and have to get an emergency surgery. He's definitely going to get called in. And so we went to bed at like 10 because Brandon was like, like, I'm not going to get, yeah, yeah, he's like, if I get called in at 1230, I'm going to be so pissed that I stayed up until midnight for no reason. It's like, let's just go to bed. And then he didn't get called in and we both woke up the next morning and we were like, oh, uh, cool. Yeah. 
Happy New Year. Great. I guess. Happy New Year. It already feels like a good New Year. I was just telling Claire before we hit record that the holiday schedules, craziness, you know, school schedules are off, work schedules are off, random days off if you get Christmas and New Year's Day off for your work in the middle of the week just throws everything off. So for the past few weeks, I've woken up not knowing what day it is. And I'm kind of ready for, I also feel like once we're over that hump, I can see like we're now focused on Valentine's Day and spring. And you start to see, see, you know, the online retailers talking about their spring lines and swimsuits start popping up because people are focused on spring break. And also just getting over the hump of the days being so short. And now we're back on the upswing of the days getting longer. Mentally just makes me feel like, okay, I see a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just feeling real good about that. A little bit, but I also feel like January is the longest month of the year. because It, it totally is. Isn't there a meme where it's like January feels like as like January, January 56th? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. It's like, why is January 18 weeks long? It just feels like, you know, November, December goes by pretty quickly with the holidays. And then all of a sudden, January, like you're <laughs> a, still in this it's freaking so dead of winter. It's so true. So, but how can we speed it forward to? How can we speed it along? I don't know. I also just remember last year because I was like, since Evie was due the first week of February last year, January literally could not have felt longer. Oh my God. So, yes. And you're just so ready to have the baby. Yeah. And then January is just like, it was like the longest God. month of the year. Yeah. So uh, Miles's teacher, she's due, she's pregnant and she's due like the same exact day that Evie was born. But this year, obviously, and I was, she was like, it's getting close. And I was like, I need to tell you something. January is not going to end. Yeah. Just please. Just Let's go just, into January with that expectation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember this time last fun. year feeling so scared. I remember we planned our 300th of the Girls Gone Wild podcast episode party, which, by the way, everyone's asking if we're going to have to start over if we do a live show. And you know what? I think what we're doing, and I'll get to this in a little bit, but there's so many changes that come along with this new podcast new slash same podcast that we're just kind of throwing out the window. So we're going to do a live show at some point and not tie it to a number. I think we're just going to do a live show just for the heck of it. But I remember the feeling last year of being so scared that you were going to have the baby and I was going to be doing this live show by myself. And you're just like, I'm not, I swear I'm not. And I, I, I'm like, I know you know your body, but you're so confident, like pretty, like 99% sure that you were not going to have the baby. I'm like, well, maybe we'll have a live birth on the stage. <laughs> and I also, when you're like, are you going to labor? I was like, in the event that I go into labor, I still probably will be able to finish this because babies, it's not like a switch just flips and it's like, I'm right. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But you do hear birth. Well, there, and then there's those cases of, you, you know, the, the, I know, the exceptions well, like, where someone just delivers in a taxi cab to the, to the hospital. Right. I mean, <laughs> To be fair, I'm glad that I had planned on a home birth with Evie because I think if I hadn't, I would have actually had her in the car because like the second, like the the last part of my labor went really, really fast. But I, I mean, there was no question. Like I wouldn't have been up on a stage podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Scenario. I just remember I have to reminisce for a second when you called your, was it your midwife or your doula? And you were like, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm having some contractions, but I, don't, I think I'm okay. <laughs> And she was like, call your mom, come get Miles right now. And it was, I remember it was the evening. It was like seven o'clock in the evening. And you gave us this text, Jess and I, you texted us and you're like, I'm having some contractions, probably no big deal, but just, you know, just a heads up. And then we hear nothing from you for like 
And then we, <laughs> this is the best. We hear nothing. And then I wake up in the middle of the night to a photo of a baby. And I just remember being like, what? <laughs> oh my God. And I like have the most fuzzy vision when I wake up now. I used to have like, oh, look at you. Brendan just brought Claire coffee or tea. No, not tea. But I remember waking up and I have like this horrible fuzzy vision when I wake up now because I'm older. And it takes me like a good solid 10 minutes to get like some good vision to like see what's on a screen. And I just remember seeing this like fuzzy picture. And I was like, oh my, oh my God, I think that's a baby. (laughs) What is that? Like, it, it really can only be one thing, but, but no, surely, but surely not. not. And I just well, remember the feeling of like, oh my God, so much just happened. Because I didn't think, because with Miles, I was in labor for like 36 hours. And so I started having interactions with Evie. Which is like exactly why I think you were like, oh, it's no big deal. Nobody saw it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like she, I mean, my entire labor from start to finish was like six hours with Evie. Yeah. Like and so crazy. The, she just like, came. The active labor part was like just, two and a half hours. She just flew into this world. Yeah. But anyway, I just remember that feeling of just waking up and seeing a photo and I was like, ah, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I know. So. Anyway. Okay. Um, good <laughs> memories. But um, the New Year's here. We're doing 2020. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope that you, by the way, Claire and I are recording this so early on a Saturday morning. If we, uh, I'm real excited and pumped up on coffee. I love recording in the mornings. And I just got my coffee. I am not a morning person at all. Yeah. I'm only, I'm getting this, like, getting this out of the way because today is my wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary. Um, January 4th, 1414 was our wedding date. And so it's our sixth wedding anniversary today. And um, we're taking my kids to my mom's house and we're going to go see the Monet exhibit. You guys saw it. We did. It was great. Is it great? I'm really excited. Yeah, it's so, I mean, gosh, I I mean, I just love stuff like that where you are walking through looking at something where you're like, someone's brain, the way that your brain can create this. Anyway, you're going to love it. It's great. I always think about like when I'm standing in front of the pic, like the actual physical like originals, I always think like Monet stood here. Totally. Like he breathes on this. Like totally. I'm standing. That always happens to me too. Like when we're in Moab and we go hiking and there's like petroglyphs. I'm always like, there was like an indigenous person thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, like 10,000 years ago, potentially. Oh yeah. Standing right where I'm standing. Oh yeah. I get that whenever like, I what do what were they like? Totally. What? Yeah. Or like Dorothy's shoes or anything, any totally. like Smithsonian museums where you're just like, there's so much history and energy in this object. It's pretty cool. That's where you kind of, I go down or like a wormhole of the time continuum where I'm like, I am standing where someone else stood a hundred years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. Totally. It's crazy. And I, um, so I'm excited about that. And we were like trying to think like, what are the activities that we literally could not take children to? And we're like, oh, the Monet exhibit at the Denver Art Museum. <laughs> not, not toddler friendly. Definitely not. Except someone brought their toddler and it wasn't a pleasant experience for anyone. So yeah, you're doing, you're making could. a good job. <laughs> yeah. But I, it wouldn't be enjoyable. I, I felt bad so, for the toddler. I'm like, this is yeah, so boring. Exactly. Like you're just running around a room where people are just trying to look at a piece of art and that's so boring for you. <laughs> yeah, this is not a good experience. So um, we're taking my kids to my mom's and we're going to go do that. And then we're going to Tavernetta. Have you been there? No. It's in Union Station. Apparently they have really good cheese boards. Oh, uh, cheese boards. Chuck you to I'm going to like make a drinking game to see if I can mention cheese boards in every episode this year. Yeah, there you go. Because so far we're two for two for Joy, Joy and Claire yep. episodes mentioned. Cheese boards. Mm-hmm. This is the Cheese Board Podcast. Welcome. Glad to have you. Everyone raise a piece of cheese. Raise your tiny, adorable cheese cheese knives. So anyway, we're do- and then we're going to go to the Colorado Symphony is doing 
Harry Potter. I saw that and I'm, what time is that? Today? Yeah. That's cool. It's at 7 or 7.30. Anyway, very excited. I didn't realize this, but they apparently actually play the movie, the whole movie. Wow. And they just play the score of the movie. Have you ever been to the Colorado Symphony? Oh, it's so cool. So I I actually have, but it was at Red Rocks. I saw the Colorado Symphony with Amos Lee and that was really cool. cool. Yeah, we saw them with the Flaming Lips last year in the actual symphony uh, auditorium. I'm excited to be like, I feel like, you know, Red Rocks obviously is amazing and unbelievable. Like if you guys aren't familiar with Red Rocks, Outside of Denver, there's this venue called Red Rocks, and it's a natural, it's built into a natural amphitheater that's made out of sandstone, basically. And so it's like carved into these big sheets of sandstone that are this naturally occurring amphitheater. So it's really, really, really cool. Like if you live in Washington and you're familiar with the Gorge or if you've ever been to the Gorge, something along those lines where it's so, it's such a beautiful place to see a show, that's what Red Rocks is for us. And we feel, we never take that for granted. Scott and I always think about how lucky we are. We live 20 minutes from Red Rocks and people use it to work out. They run the stairs. It's just a great place to go kind of hike around and look at it because it's so beautiful. But if you ever have the chance to come to Colorado and see a concert there, do it. It is unbelievable. It's a once in a lifetime chance. It's so, it's so cool. And that being said, sometimes people will have shows at Red Rocks just because it's like it's the thing. But the show maybe would be would have been better in a smaller venue. Like I've definitely been to a couple shows at Red Rocks where I thought this show is pretty good, but like I actually feel like this should have been held in a smaller space. Like I saw Flight of the Concords right. Like that's at Red Rocks, and I was like, yeah. this is not some a Red Rocks show, right? Some of those are. And on the flip side, there are some artists who could play way bigger venues, but they'll play at Red Rocks, which doesn't hold a crap ton of people. It's not like a stadium. And they will play Red Rocks because of the beauty of it. And I think artists love to come to that venue. So they really give their all when they play there. Super cool. Okay, so I'm so excited. I'm excited for your day, your anniversary day. I know, it's gonna be fun. Okay, so as long as I'm not sitting in the symphony, like half hacking and coughing the whole time. It's fine. They play so aggressively and intently. They're not going to hear you. Just Time your coughs and sneezes if you can. (laughs) I know that's really doable. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Can I just do a quick marriage hack life update really quick? Yesterday, I I felt so bad, but have you ever done this where you're just like, I need you to get away from me and I love you, but I just need you to go. (laughs) So yesterday, let me give you some context. We're getting a new fridge. Our old fridge has crapped out. We have this like really oddly shaped kitchen that it sits in. And so to actually get it out is going to be a miracle. So we're whatever. It's just, it's like a Tetris game. So we're kind of nervous about it. And Scott's been like talking about it for the past two weeks of how we're going to get this out of our kitchen and get the new one in. And so he's been so just kind of like micromanaging of every single step in this process that yesterday he's like, okay, so at noon, we're going to do this. And then they're going to deliver it at one. And then at one, like, to the, to the T of like, you're going to park your car, like so many little details that he's like spelling out that I know he has to do for control, but it was driving me up the wall. Combine that with him having the last two weeks off. So every time I come home, he's there and there's all these things. He's like, what do you want to do? He's just like a dog. He's a golden retriever. He wants to hear about my day. And everyone who's listened to the show before knows that I am very introverted. So the energy throughout my day at work, I need to come home and just have 10 minutes of silence. And so yesterday, after all of this is kind of going down, he had planned to go to one of his best friend's house to play video games and hang out with their son because the son is like, an, Scott's like an uncle to him. And he he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Collins tomorrow afternoon. Da, 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 da. So at one point in the afternoon, I look at him and I'm like, 
what time are you going to Collins? <laughs> and he's like, why? I'm like, I just, I really need you to go and have some fun and get out of the house. And he's like, are you kicking me out? I'm like, yes, I'm kicking you out. And I need you to go and have some fun. And there's a part of me, I'm like, 10 years ago, I would have had such a hard time just being like, I need you to leave without fe- feeling like a total bee. But he left and it's fine. And we didn't have a fight. And I had a great evening. And I walked JT. And I watched The Hills, which is now on Amazon Prime. And I'm so ashamed that I watched three episodes before I went to bed. But it was the best because I love The Hills. And I hadn't watched it in so long. And all I could think of was the time in my life when I was just so into that show. And the only time I could really watch it was when I went to my parents' house. uh, Because they had... I, I don't think I had cable at the time. But I would watch it at their house. And I would just binge watch it and dream about L.A., and it was a great night. So I don't know if that's a marriage hack or just a, like a kind of, I, I stated my marriage need. <laughs> I stated my kick need. Kick your husband out of the house. Just just <laughs> kick him out. <laughs> if you need to kick him out, if you need to kick your partner out for a few hours. But I framed it as I was like, you, I think in a way, I was like, you just need to go have some fun. Get out of here. You've been in the house for like two weeks. And we've both been sick. So I think we've both been just kind of irritable. But like, go be with your best friend, go be with your, your nephews and hang and I'll see you later. I love you. Bye. I love you. Please leave. I'm, I'm trying to think if I have any like good new marriage hacks lately. My one marriage hack that I used over the holidays was instead of like trying hard to hide gifts, I just would un, like would put them in sort of innocuous places. Like I got Brandon a couple of cookbooks and I didn't hide them. I just put them on the cookbook shelf and he didn't notice them. And then like the night before he Christmas, didn't I just, notice them. No, because he doesn't like sit there and like, hmm, let me re- <laughs> let me review all the titles in our cookbook yeah, shelf. Like we have a whole is, shelf yeah, that's full of cookbooks. You're like, this is alphabetical. Yeah. And he, you know, so he didn't ever sit there and think like, well, that's a new book because we have so many. And I don't think that he, you know, spends so much time just staring at the cookbook shelf. And then like our anniversary present has been in its box in the garage for like over a month, but he, he's barely even noticed. He, one time he was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. And he was like, oh, okay. Because there's just a pile of boxes in our garage all the time. And so it just became one oh, with a pile of boxes. so you just don't make it a thing and you don't, don't say anything thing. about it. So he just doesn't even notice. That's so smart. Yeah. And then I don't have to worry about hiding stuff because he's not like going around the house, like, you know, scavenging. and Yeah. There's not like random boxes hidden somewhere. And he's like, oh, that must be it. Okay, so speaking also of uh, Los Angeles, Claire and I booked a trip to to LA in February because we're going to the Create and Cultivate Conference, and real excited about that. Talk about the lady that you're hoping that we see. Oh. And when you sent me a map of LA and I was like, oh, LA. And you're like, oh, cheese and bread. So if you guys are chef's table enthusiasts, which I am, and bread enthusiasts, which I also am, you will know who Nancy Silverton is. She is basically like a famous bread and pizza chef. And she lives in LA, works in LA, has a restaurant in LA. I would highly recommend watching her chef's table episode. I think it's in season two or three or two or three or four. It's not in the first one or the pastry one. It's so good. She just is like really, at least she comes across as being just really no BS, but not in a mean way. Like I think so many chefs are just like mean to be mean because they, chefs were mean to them. And so they think like, well, I have to pass the torch of being mean to everyone who works for me. But she's also very no BS, which I appreciate. I too am no BS. We're going to go to her restaurant when we're in LA. It has a mozzarella tasting menu. I'm just really excited. And I'm hoping for a Nancy Silverton spotting, you know, hoping to get the hookup 
maybe get her on the podcast. I don't know. Just putting that out into the universe. Just putting that out into the universe. And I'm, yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, so I texted Joy and I was like, can we go to Nancy Silverton's restaurant when we're in LA? And she was like, should I know who that is? I was like, yes, you should. Here's all the things you need to know about her. And Joy was like, great. She seems great. Let's do it. And so I sent her a map of where the restaurant was. And she was like, oh my gosh, I get, can we just go right now? And I was like, I know, right? There's a mozzarella tasting menu. And she's like, no, like I get chills just looking at a map of LA. I was like, oh, I get chills looking at the menu. (laughs) I love Los Angeles so much. I love California so much. I could never live there. I know that about myself, but I love, love California. I love you guys. If you live in California and you want to host me on like a um, coast to coast or not coast to coast, but maybe it's just top to bottom tour, <laughs> the PCH tour, and you live or, along Pacific Coast Highway, maybe I'll do like a if road you trip. Host, yeah, if you want to host Joy as like an exchange student, please from her own life, please <laughs> from my own life, I'll just do a Pacific Coast Highway tour. Maybe I'll make this little offshoot and just record my journey. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Okay, I also have to tell you really quick. So I'm doing dry January. And I was, you know, we've been sick, whatever. And so New Year's Eve, Scott and I saw this movie, I wasn't feeling great. I'm still feeling this stupid cold. And I didn't want to drink because I just felt icky. And so New Year's Day, I felt good. I'm like, I just feel like I want a glass of wine. So I had a glass of wine on New Year's Day. And Scott was like, you're doing dry January. I'm like, He's like, I'm going to tell on you. I'm like, who are you telling? He's like, you're, you're going to post all these things on, on your social media about dry January and you're not doing dry January. I said, I have never said that I'm perfect dry January and I didn't get to drink on New Year's Eve. So this is my logic. So anyone out there doing dry January, do it how you want to do it. And if you don't do every single day dry, who cares? That's where I'm at with it right now. But I'm also in this huge kick, which we're going to have to get to at another episode, is I'm in, I'm really diving into the intuitive eating book again, and it's kind of blowing my mind. And I'm kind of learning things that I have never heard before, but that I think we need to get into that at another time. The other thing I kind of want to talk about briefly is just how welcoming everyone has been about the changes in the podcast. I just want to thank the listeners for your welcome reception to us changing the feed. I know a lot of people had mixed feelings about it and just felt like there's a little bit of sadness about letting that go and changing and change is always hard and Stitcher listeners, we hope that we're going to get this up very soon. We're having some technical difficulties with the feed with Stitcher. But overall, everyone's just been so welcoming and so supportive. And I just cannot thank you guys enough. The other thing that's come up for me is I i don't think Claire and I really realize until we start doing something new how much we needed to do this. And it was just so every step, every step of this process with this new podcast has given us more validation that this was the right thing to do. For me personally, I have just been feeling like something has been needing to change, something has needed to evolve. And this truly feels like I just cut off all my hair again, and that I can start new. And there's going to be a lot of things I think we talk about and that will come up down the road. But more specifically, the health and fitness space is something that I really need to let go of and not be the focal point of my life. It's something I really enjoy. I love being active. But I think having such a tie to having not having to but we've, you know, really 
if you're named Girls Gone Wad, you're kind of expected to be a health and fitness podcast. And I think that now that Claire and I have this freedom to kind of open ourselves up to talking about a variety of things and a much more diverse much more diverse topics. I think it's something that it just feels so good and so freeing. And I can just already feel this new, I can feel the shift and, and I love it. Do you want to play a few of the voice memos you were talking about and give a little couple of updates from our listeners? Yeah, we've got, we had some really good voice memos. So the first one I'm going to play is from Aaron in Australia. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Aaron from Australia. I was just listening to your last episode as I did one of my last workouts of the decade and it's really sad to see it change but also really exciting to see the new stuff that's going to be out there. Whilst I was doing my workout I was doing some back squats and I unfortunately happened to get the rack that's in front of the mirror and as I'm sitting there doing my back squats staring at my stomach thinking oh why won't this go away it was when the comment came across of, would you still do the workouts you're doing if you knew your body wouldn't change? And as I thought about that, I thought I would because I really enjoy the moving of the weight and I enjoy being strong and I enjoy my accomplishments when I can lift heavier things and my body does the things I want it to do. But it's also hard to balance that with the fact that I carry too much body fat and I know that that gives me a disadvantage in my life. And it's not necessarily about looks, but also about the fact that I carry this weight that makes my life harder than it needs to be. And, you know, every now and then I'll pick up a 10 kilo med ball and, you know, jog across the gym with it and think, God, that's hard. And how much easier would it be if I wasn't carrying this 10 kilos of body fat And I find it really hard to balance those two ideas. The one of I do need to lose some body fat because it would make my life easier and I would feel better, not necessarily in a way of how I look, although that would probably come too, but in terms of how easy it is to move my body through life. And balancing the two of not being upset about carrying the weight, but also needing to do something about that is really hard. And I guess what I was wondering is, do you have any advice on how do you work on those two aspects of going to the gym and working out and eating right and doing it for a purpose of having to lose body fat but not letting that be all-consuming or unhealthy. Anyway, thank you from Australia. You've got me through some really tough workouts because all I do is sit and listen to you and I forget what I'm doing when it hurts and it's been wonderful and I can't wait for the new start to the new year with your new podcast. Thanks. Thank you so much, Erin. That was such a great voice memo. First of all, just thank you for the time that you put into listening to us. And it still blows my mind. And I love to hear when people say you got me through some really difficult times. I love the timing that she said when she was looking in the mirror of being like, oh, why can't I, you know, kind of that self-hatred mantra about how you're feeling about your body. And then someone, you know, just saying in your ears, would you still do the workout if you knew it wouldn't change your body. And I think that's, I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of a divine intervention there. But to answer your question, Erin, there's so much that I kind of want to say and don't want to say. Because I feel like, again, we may need to just unpack this in the next few episodes. But I will say that once we start to step away and evaluate our relationship to food, 
in our relationship to working out and kind of take it out of what we what we feel like we've been, I don't know, maybe ingrained to believe about ourselves. I think that is the first step of looking at the why and going back to the why of what Claire and I have always talked about. Why are you doing it? But my first suggestion would be to separate the two and look at movement of what you enjoy about movement. Look at food about what you enjoy about food and your relationship to food. And I think what we also try, I think what we do a lot of the times is we try to make peace with the two of them of saying, well, we have all these gnarly relationships with working out and food and, and then this body image thing thrown in. And what I would argue is that it's kind of this societal pressure that all of this has to be this triad of perfection. And we have to just completely separate all of those things and look at working out as a movement and how you enjoy that in your life and looking at food as what food is for you and nourishing you and then body image and what that, what that means. So kind of putting them all in separate rooms in the house, closing the doors and then walking into one room and figuring that piece out first. So I think in a way we're kind of compartmentalizing it, but I think we have to because of what society has informed us about body, exercise, food, and that all of those things are so tangly together. Um, But before I kind of go on, Claire, do you have anything that you want to add? Yeah, I I think that one thing that I think is so hard for most of us, myself included, to get away from is this constant refrain that I've heard from a lot of our listeners who are trying really, really hard to make that separation, but just cannot get away from this very deeply ingrained belief that carrying extra weight is inherently unhealthy. Right, right. And we know, yes, there is research and data out there that suggests that being more than, what is it, I want to say like 20 or 30% over the quote unquote optimal BMI for your body type can sometimes lead to an increased likelihood of some chronic illnesses. And I think when people think about that, yes, there sometimes is a correlation there. And sometimes having a lot of extra, quote unquote extra, like I feel like even saying the word extra automatically implies right. that it's not supposed to be there. Right. Having ha- like having a body that weighs more than what society tells you than that it should. what society tells you it should, right. Is how we have over the last several decades been led to believe that that is inherently unhealthy, full stop, one-to-one. Right. Like All the messaging, all the have, documentaries, all the, all the right. crazy like clean eating documentaries that I used to watch, by the way, and be totally brainwashed to think that I had to eat a certain way and eat only a vegetarian diet or a vegan diet or whatever the heck diet to then achieve a certain body type. And also in the name of health is really not the truth. And I just keep thinking back to the listener email that we received a couple weeks ago back and what we read on the Girls Gone Wild podcast that, and I feel like this is going to be so annoying for people who only hear, have heard Joy and Claire where we're constantly relating back to Girls Gone Wild, but oh well, go back and listen, where she was talking about how you know she had felt like she had been quote unquote overweight her whole life and she finally got down to her dream weight of 125 pounds and her cholesterol was super high, her liver enzymes were off the charts, like even 
even though her body weight was, you know, so supposedly <laughs> right. optimal Your for gravitational her height, pull to the ground and all the right, things. Right, was, yeah. <laughs> was what, you know, the charts said it should be. Nothing else about her body was healthier in that size. Yeah. And, you know, I think we also had an email several weeks ago on Girls Gone Wild asking about, well, how do I reconcile the fact that, you know, reconcile reconcile like the health at every size concept with the fact that like it's just objectively easier to do pull-ups if you weigh less. And I think but really I, the I, question, don't, I don't know if that's true. No, I don't know if that's true. Because I lost weight when I did macros and I still I didn't have any additional strength. Like I right. still didn't get a muscle up. Like losing weight didn't make me get a muscle up. How I th- I thought that was the answer. I truly back then thought I would get a muscle up. And if you don't know what the heck a muscle up is, don't even worry about it. It's just a really hard gymnastics move. And I for sure thought I would get that if I lost all this weight. And it was just such BS. It's such BS. And so I think that there's two things at play here. One is the assumption that we've heard culturally that you probably hear in your own gym that we see all over the place that the assumption that you will be healthier if you lose the last 10, 20 pounds. And despite the fact that the research that most people draw on sort of colloquially to talk about weight and health more so refers to people who have quite a lot of body fat, not the quote unquote extra 10 to 20 pounds. And, you know, in this, Aaron's talking about 10 kilos, you know, 20, 25 pounds. Like I just would really, really, really challenge that assumption that losing that weight would make as big of a difference as you think. And also I would challenge the assumption and I think that, you know, Joy, you kind of talked about this a second ago when you said giving the, the nice thing about this podcast has been giving ourselves permission to sort of leave the health and fitness space and stop being there all the time. Stop being, uh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. And I think not leave, but like kind of expand out of and not have to live there all the time. That's my biggest thing that I think of when I think of, oh, you know, I haven't lost the baby weight. Like realistically, you know, my body weight is 30 to even 40 pounds more than what I would what I, what I, if I like let myself be in that mindset, then what I think it sh- big giant air quotes should be. But then I think to myself, this is not causing any health issues. I'm less fit than I used to be because I don't work out as much. But like, like are your doctors not, being like, Claire, no. you have all these health conditions? Like, no, you are healthy. You're happy. You're sleeping fine. And, he- and here's the thing. And what I'm trying to get to is that like, if my entire life revolved around my fitness performance, then yes, I would be concerned about this weight. But you know what? That is just one piece of my life. One and small I think, sliver. And that's really the, the message that I would try to to say to, to you, Erin, is just like, yeah, you can think about how it would be easier to you know be carrying this across the gym if I weighed a little bit less. But then you have to think about all of the work and time and effort and energy and you know the slippery slope of dieting that it would take for you to get there and the things that you would be giving up in order to just potentially not even for sure make this you know what maybe four to six hours at most of your entire week a little bit easier potentially is that really does that matter does it matter right and I think that I I'm I'm super on an Evelyn uh triple kick right now because I listened to her recent episode and she has is a co-author of Intuitive Eating and is just an amazing, amazing person. I highly recommend if you haven't checked out her work to please do just go to intuitiveeating.com or Google Intuitive Eating. It's Evelyn Tribble. And she did an interview on Dan Harris's podcast, 10% Happier. 
that is just so lovely. And I recommend you download it and keep it and listen to it every week. (laughs) Because it's one of those episodes that I think that you will get more from and you need that mantra in your head because we've been here. Let me just say something kind of controversial. I feel like after doing a lot of self-reflection the past few weeks, just about a lot of things around body image and weight and whatever, I feel like I feel like we've all just been in a cult and we didn't know it. Like we're all waking up to this like, holy crap, we have been fed so much BS and I am, I'm guilty of it, of falling victim to that mentality and taking years and years and years and years. And it's really true of when you're ready to hear it, you'll hear it. I haven't been really ready to hear it. And I think I'm finally starting to get some things into my brain where I'm like, whoa, I have to unlearn so much more than I thought I did. But she talks so much about you know, like just objectively diets are the highest predictor of weight gain and that eating disorders have doubled in the past few years because of social media. So when we take all of that into account, you also cannot, your body just cannot sustain a healthy weight if you're constantly trying to deprive yourself, your mind, I mean, all of, I just listened to that episode. I cannot do it justice just regurgitating it here, but, and also read her book and just kind of start to, to, it, it's scary because you're kind of like, oh my gosh, everything I've been told is a lie. It's not that dramatic, but it's just a lot of untangling all the things that we've been fed. So back to Aaron's voicemail too, of just, can you step away from that thinking that just work out to work out because it feels good for you? Can you not put any judgments around your body while you're doing that? And if you do, just notice that. Like, let's just notice it and say, okay, I'm noticing this is coming up for me while I'm moving. And then the same thing for food. If you need to, you know, talk to a counselor or a dietitian about your relationship with food, I think that's another piece. But yeah, there's just so many pieces to it that I actually decided to use my continuing education credits this year for, um, I get reimbursed through work. I mean, I can do it anyway, but to take her Evelyn's course to become, to add that to my certifications for therapy. And while I'm not an eating disorder therapist, I just want to know that that I want to know more and gather more information about that way of thinking. Because I, I mean, even just talking about it on the podcast, I think it will be helpful. But Another point of what you said, Claire, too, of like, we're going to keep talking about these things because I think it's so important, but we also love the idea of just not being tied to that world anymore and how you feel about yourself with needing to lose the baby weight because that's just what we've been fed. I, it's just, it's crazy. I think, yeah, that's the biggest thing that I would, that I've learned from myself that I would say in this situation that I think I would say to a lot of the people who we get emails from and voice memos from with, you know, ultimately some version of this question, like, yeah, it's great to say, don't worry about your body, but isn't it unhealthy to be overweight? My That's fat response stigma. To that, right. My response to that would be, is it unhealthy? Like, what is unhealthy? Point to the, like, show me what you are talking about. Show in us your the body. data of what you mean. Right. And not even the data, but like, t- give me your doctor's note that tells me that you are unhealthy because of this extra, quote unquote, extra 20 pounds. And if you can do that, if you can say like, yeah, actually, you know, I have underlying conditions that do make it unhealthy for me to have this, the amount of body weight that I currently have, then okay, that's great. And also, you know, there are other reasons that are valid to want to lose weight. Yes, like we do live in a society where certain body types are more and less desirable and that's a fact and it's okay 
to be tied to that. It right. is. It is. And but it's not, easy to fall into that and look at that. Yeah. But I think what we're all saying here is like, can we just notice that that's there, but not fall into right. this crazy just, relationship and be like, oh, that's there. Can we be more like Switzerland about all this stuff and just be neutral just, about it? Let's just question our assumptions. In yeah. 2020, let's question our assumptions let's about what curious. we think we know yeah. about the correlation between, again, air quotes, extra body weight and our own personal health. Yes. And ask yourself, is the reason that I want to lose weight because I am I have this inherent belief that this weight is making me less healthy, even though I have no personal evidence to prove that. And really, when I take a step back and look at it, nothing else about my life would really ultimately change or be made better or worse or different if I weigh 20 pounds less. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know. And there's nothing the wrong. I think that's the other thing is like people have a hard time then saying like, oh, well, then am I not supposed to work out? Am I not supposed to be, you know, focused on fitness? It's like, no, we're not saying that at all. I love movement. I love being outside. I love being active. It just feels good in my body. And, you know, I was at, I think the other thing that's really hard is we go to these classes and, you know, like I've been, I think I told you guys last week or a few weeks ago, <laughs> maybe it was on the other podcast, <laughs> that I, I've been doing class pass. And so when I go into studios, I, I know how the culture is in CrossFit where, I know with the language we use around it, and I know that when you go into class, people aren't sitting there trying to like make you feel like you have to get quote unquote skinny. But sometimes when I go to other other gyms now or other classes, I, I kind of have to arm myself for the language around bodies. And so I whether it be, hey guys, let's burn off that New Year's Eve meal or hey, let's bur- burn off all those holiday calories. Like I have to arm myself for that language because I'm not about to be the diet police and be like, can you guys really not use that language? Well, I think at some point, maybe I would, but if I'm new to the class, I'm not going to be like waving my anti-diet flag. So um, I went and took a high ride class, which I highly recommend if you're in the Sloan's Lake uh, Edgewater area in Colorado because I walked in there and they don't use language around losing weight, burning calories. They just want you to have fun. They want you to feel good. And I just so appreciate that mindset. So if you are in a gym that uses that language and you do have the relationship where you feel like you could say something to them about, hey, we really don't want to use this language. Like we're just here to have fun. I think that's important too, to speak up around around that type of language. I agree. All right, guys. So All right, challenge your assumptions do, about diets yes. in 2020 curious. All right. This is from Nikki. She is one of my dear friends. It's so great to kind of think about how over the years we've developed really cool friendships with listeners. And Nikki lives in Arizona. I grew up in Arizona. So when I would go home to visit, I would go to their gym. They were so welcoming, so nice. They really did one time pick me up when I didn't have a car to take me to their gym. And they have always welcomed me with open arms. And I'll just never forget, Nikki, I just want to give you a big shout out and hug over over the podcast waves that I had a family loss last year. And God, oh my God, it was two years ago. Time is flying. Um, and had to fly back to Arizona and be with family. And I just, I asked her if she wanted to go hike Camelback, which was, which is one of my favorite places to go in, in Scottsdale. And I used to hike it every day in college. And it's just beautiful. If you've hiked it, you know what I'm talking about. But I thought, when I go there, that's one thing I really want to do to kind of take care of myself. And no one in my family would do that hike with me. And so I thought, wow, I bet you Nikki would do it with me if she was available. And so I just remember emailing her and being like, you want to do 
Camelback and she went with me and it was awesome. And I was like going through this really hard time and it just felt so good to have that support of a podcast listener being like, I'm here for you. I got you. We're doing a hike. It's not going to be sad. If you're sad, it's okay. And that just means the world to me. So this is a voice memo from Nikki. Hello, Joy and Claire. As an OG listener, I feel it's my responsibility to also send a voice memo. kind of wanted to let the bulk of your email messages get to you first before sending one. Um, just wanted to pipe in and also congratulate you both on all that you've accomplished over these, oh my gosh, how many years is it? Six, seven, six uh, years. Um, for me, my relationship with GGW slash this is Joy and Claire um, is a little more personal considering I've actually met Joy and she's been at my gym. We've gone so far as to pick her up in our quote unquote gym limo. Um, we've met for brunch. Uh, we've hiked Camelback Mountain together, had a creepy um, photo bomber in the background, which was kind of funny. But anyway, being in Mesa, feel um, a good connection to you, to you both been fun watching your babies grow up. Claire um, brings back fond memories to me, my little ones. Um, anyway, cheers to the next chapter. It's um, awesome listening to you both. You've totally helped um, my transformation, I should say my uh, mental transformation of how I view working out and eating, etc. Um, so keep that conversation going because it's much, much needed. Anywho, um, enjoy the next chapter. Keep doing what you're doing. Love you guys. We will chat on the socials. Thank you, Nikki. I love you so much. And I definitely will never remember or I definitely will never forget when we had that's just another thing that like made me laugh. I love when you're like in deep in grief and then something makes you laugh just like that right turn of uh, whiplash of emotions is is what Amy Poehler says in her book. Yes, please. That's kind of what life is about. (laughs) But we were hiking Camelback and we took this great photo and there's like the most creepy, I'm gonna have to post it, the most creepy like photo bomber in the background of this like guy with his shirt off. And it wasn't like one of those like blatant photo bombers, like he wasn't trying to photo bomb, but he's just so clearly like hanging out shirtless in the background. And it's just the best because we're just like, you know, taking a selfie and there's a shirtless wonder hanging out behind us. But so those are just a couple of great voice memos. Um, do we want to play one more? I feel like we do have time for Mira's and she's just the best. So let me. All right. This is from longtime listener, Mira. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Mira. Um, I can't really tell you where I'm from because I'm one of those people who is from all over the place. But I will tell you that I am sending this message to you from Japan, which is where I live right now. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm super excited about what you guys have planned for the podcast um, in this coming year. Um, I am super on board with whatever you guys decide to do. I've been listening to you uh, since 2013, like September 2013, so a really long time Um 
and you have been with me um, through so many seasons, and I feel like I've been with you as well through so many seasons. It's crazy to think that it's been six years, um, but I remember first listening to you guys when I was at home in my parents' house outside of Geneva um, in France. Um, I would listen to you while I was doing mobility work. And then I listened to you when I moved to Sydney, Australia. Um, it was like you were my only friends. Um, I would listen to you in the store. So while I was going food shopping, I would listen to you on the way to the store while I was there. And then if the episode was long enough, um, on the way home. And so I definitely was laughing out in public multiple times. Um, also would listen to you on the beach and then you guys came back with me back to Geneva while I trained to become a teacher. And then also when I moved to Sweden and on countless airplane rides, again, laughing to myself in the middle seat while people looked at me strangely, um, just listening in on your great conversations and your interviews. And now I'm here on the other side of the world, and I'm just looking forward to listening to you wherever I go for as long as you guys keep creating um, new episodes and new content. Um, and I also just want to thank you as well for sticking with it for all this time, um, for speaking your minds um, whenever big issues came up. And I also want to thank you for being brave enough to do so, even though some people um, push back for their own reasons or their own, um, I don't know, issues. Um, but thank you for still putting out the good stuff and sometimes forcing me to think and reevaluate my own thoughts as well. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say. I need to go to the airport now because I'm celebrating Christmas um, in Uganda with my family. Um, that's where I was born. <laughs> all right. I am looking forward to today's episode. Bye. Oh my gosh, Mira. I know. And she all was like, across I the world. And I was like, wait, what? I thought you lived in Australia and then yeah. Sweden. And then so, yeah. like... Girl. She is all over the place and I love it. And she always comments, I know you, Mira. I see you. And if if you're out there listening, um, all listeners, I would love to know where you're from. We love hearing stories like this. We love just hearing from you. It's so cool to hear your voices. It means so much to us because when we do this podcast, we're just staring at each other. We don't have an audience. So it just is so cool to hear from you directly and hear your voices. You can submit a voice memo by recording yourself in your car if you can, or in a very small room in your closet is great too. Somewhere there's not a lot of echo or background noise and just record that straight to your phone. There should be 
a voice memo app on your phone. If not, you can download a free one and then just email it straight to us. Uh, this is joinclaire at gmail.com and we will play your voice memo on our podcast in the future. So if you've already submitted a voice memo, don't fret. We have a lot of them to go through, but we just wanted to give maybe new listeners a taste of what our community is like. And we've got some really good people out there. So thank you guys for taking the time to always email us, submit your voice memos. How are things going on the social media front? I think we've changed our Facebook. Our Instagram is still Claire underscore. Everything else should be changed and up to date. Give us the rundown. Okay, so we are... You can find us on Instagram at Joy and Claire underscore. That's the same as it's been for a long time. We are now This Is Joy and Claire on Facebook. We are at joyandclaire.com. Our new email address is thisisjoyandclaire at gmail.com. Um, if you're still sending emails to girlsgonewad at gmail.com, that will still work as well. But, you know, whichever one, I guess. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Yeah. Twitter, this is Joy and Claire. No, it's just Joy and Claire. Oh, it's just Joy and Claire? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Twitter, Joy at Joy and Claire. <laughs> and then you can find, we're definitely on Apple Podcasts. We're definitely on Spotify. We are on a ton of different apps. We've heard from you guys are like Podbean, Himalaya. Yeah, just search like, for us. Search for us. Now that we're in Apple, most smaller podcast apps pull directly from Apple. So if, if you, but if you still aren't finding us, then please let us know and we can go and directly submit to that app. Um, the one outlier that still is not working as of the recording of this podcast on January 4th is Stitcher. Hopefully by now you guys are listening to this on Stitcher. We don't know what's going on. We submitted to them the same day that we submitted on Apple and Spotify, the same exact feed, the same exact process, and it is not pulling any of our content in. So we're working with our support team, but they have not been super responsive yet. So just hang tight. We know a lot of you guys listen on Stitcher, and we appreciate that you guys are being flexible with us. You can always go to joyandclaire.com and stream the episode. I know that's not super convenient for everyone all the time, but like if you're at work and you want to, or you're at home even, that's a really easy solution if we're not on your favorite app yet. The last thing I want to say is that it really, really helps us. And especially as we build back up in this new feed, if you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. That super, super helps other people find you and just kind of keeps us going. It's a really great, easy, and free way to support us. So again, that's a five-star rating and review. If you've got like negative feedback, just email us. Don't like give us a one star. <laughs> and also really helps to download the episode because a lot of our stats and especially when we're trying to get sponsors, we go off of uh, download. So instead of just streaming it straight, if you could download it, that would be awesome too. But no matter how you consume our content, we're just grateful that you're here. So thank you guys so much. Uh, that's it for this week. We, we've really enjoyed this new venture. So happy 2020. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Like we do it, like we do it, like we do it Cause no one can do it 